This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I swear she stole this song from Bruno Mars. I swear to God, this is Lizzo. How much I like this song? She won uh, Fat Performer of the Year last night at the VMAs. I'm sure uh, Rich Larry didn't miss one second of that. You want to congratulate um, Lizzo Fat Performer of the Year, Rich? That's a very big award. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't believe I'll me, Eleven? Word for it. <laughs> <laughs> she did win something in front of this whole political rant about how oppressed uh, she is these days, and people are oppressed and all this nonsense. I don't yeah, know. Anyway, I missed you last week. How was your vacation? It was very nice, thank you. Just just a little time away near the seashore in our, the, the, in our final days of uh, summer here. Yeah. Anybody, the FBI come read your apartment when you were away? <laughs> no, but I've been thinking you know, with these reports of um, how sloppily this stuff was, was packed up apparently. I'm, I'm a, a rat pack who's poorly organized and very bad at moves, and it, mm. it's exactly what would have happened to me. Like my wife would have been saying, you know, Rich, we're going to have to leave the White House soon. We really should, <laughs> we should get our packing guy. It's like, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know, Rich, we're running out of time. No, it's fine. And then like on January 19th, like, crap, just throw everything in boxes. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Uh, it's funny. Yeah, I probably would have done the same thing as you. I'm not that much more organized either. But it was funny. I was uh, watching, uh, reading Donald Trump Jr.'s tweets. It's not a call to tweet. It's on Truth Social, which I joined to. And he showed a picture of one of the pages of the affidavit. And all it is is every single line is literally crossed out. The whole page. And he goes, oh, now I get it. Yet Alan, <laughs> yet, I know it. Yet Alan Dershowitz in yesterday's New York Post said, and I quote, there's enough there to indict the president. How is that possible? Well, I, he, he technically violated the law um, by by having this stuff. But w- would you indict him for it? No, no, not based on what we know. You know, uh, other people haven't been indicted. Most famously, Hillary Clinton. So, I, and by I the way, not a... to know a Hillary for the thirty-three thousand emails that were subpoenaed that she just bleached and got rid of. You know, Barack Obama's got. Ten times the amount of boxes that Donald Trump has. Ten times the amount. Yeah, with Hillary, too. It was a deliberate effort to subvert the the government um, system for the entirety of her tenure as Secretary of State. (laughs) It was totally intentional. So, you know, I just – they're concerning reports about what these documents are, but you just can't believe them. After the Russia hoax, you just cannot believe them. One of the concerning reports, I mean, the the nuclear code stuff was ridiculous. That that disappeared. Right. So what could possibly be in there that somebody would deem concerning, in your opinion? Well, you know, signals, intelligence that uh, would reveal sources and methods or names of of people overseas. We don't really know. And this is the thing. I just – I'm not going to believe anything until someone gives me top secret clearance and I go to a skiff and I examine every single one of these things myself and I see whether they're they're more over um, uh, on the side of Kim notes from Kim Jong-un or they're more over on the <laughs> side of, of nuclear code right. but I, I'm not going to believe any leak in any media report about it so where are we you had the whole January 6th hearings and uh, this went on seemingly forever and it was just a matter of time before Donald Trump was arrested whatever I don't know now we're doing the same thing with this mm-hmm. and all I know is I'm going to see Trump in Deal New Jersey on Sunday I saw his son and Kimberly last Wednesday and they were like basically kiss my ass when when there's another not more nonsense like the Russian hoax like the impeachment hoax so what's what's really going to happen here 
I think there's more than a 50% chance. I, I'm not saying, you know, it's like 70 or 80, but more than a 50% chance that Merrick Garland will in, indict him for something related to January 6th. And even even if he doesn't, there's probably more than a 50% chance that, that um, the prosecutor down there in Georgia does it. So I, I, th- I think we're probably going to a, a prosecution. Um, I, I think it's I, – I don't see the, the case for it now. I think it would be terrible for the country. You know, if, if you just take the reaction to the FBI raid times 100, that, that's what will happen if they indict Trump. And, you know, it would be one thing – if he shot literally shot someone on Fifth Avenue, okay, we got the <laughs> ballistics, we got the witnesses. Yeah. It's a crime that's always prosecuted. Instead, it looks like they'll have to go with some some really adventurous new theory, like he's defrauded the U.S. government, you know, by saying he, he didn't lose the election and and trying to get Mike Pence to to do his bidding on January 6th. And that's just you know, it's never been prosecuted before. It's going to present all these novel legal issues, and it'll probably end up failing at the end of the day, which is which is the other thing. Um, so. Uh, this is just a bad, a, a bad um, uh, path to go down, and I really have a sick feeling in my stomach about it. Well, you say failing in the end. I want to get back to that comment, but first, to your point you just made about if he gets prosecuted, they're going to go nuts. Lindsey Graham made that same exact point on Fox News yesterday. In fact, he said there'd be riots in the streets. Here's Lindsey, cut twenty. Say this: if there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information. After the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. What do you think about uh, that? You just kind of said that, but you think Lindsey Graham took it a step too far? Or do you think there really would be? Because Republicans don't do that. Democrats do that. Yeah. So, I mean, there there could be. Um, and I would say two things. You don't want to make that sound like, you know, you don't want to go Al Sharpton on that and make that threat, right? Right, right. So if there's a legitimate process, if he did shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, you, it would be terrible if there were riots on the street. And you don't want riots on the street in any in any circumstance. But um, especially if this, this thing is, is thin and pretextual and strained, you, you should take into account the, the larger effects of it. And uh, I, I don't know about riots in the streets, but, but it would have a deranging effect on our politics. It'd be something the likes of which have never happened again ever before in American history. And that just that, – that should – you know that's a big cautionary note, but I think Garland has been swayed by this massive public campaign to get him to do it. And that's the other thing: is how are you going to have legitimacy when, when for this, when everyone has seen the public pressure? Even Biden said he should do it, you know, in private, but that's been reported. That's that's not the way the justice system yeah. is supposed to operate. Rich Lowry, National Review, always amazing on a Monday. Uh, Trump wants to get his master. To uh, check this uh, thing out, and the judge is considering that. What do you think about that? Um, it, it's it's interesting. Not not sure exactly where that one's going. You talked about it's going to fail anyway. We all know the truth, okay? There is nothing here. You're probably right. They're going to indict him in an effort, of course, to do one thing and one thing only: make sure that Donald Trump cannot run in 2024. Because forget about Ron DeSantis and certainly forget about Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris. Nobody today, and I think you'd agree with that, nobody today on this morning in August is going to beat Donald Trump come 2024. So when you say uh, they're going to fail, do you mean in their efforts to stop him from running? 
both. They'll, they'll fail if they if the goal is to stop them from running. They're, they're, they're yeah. totally going to fail. Right. There's, right. There's no doubt about that. If, if the goal is somehow to make it impossible for him to run as a legal matter, matter they'll also fail. You know, someone pointed out that one of the the laws uh, uh, dealing with classified information, um, one of the pun- punishments is that you you're forbidden from running for office. But that that the the Constitution governs that when it comes to the the presidency. So there, there's no way you're yeah. stopping him. And the the fact is, they, they've provided an enormous boost to Donald Trump. You know, three months ago, if you said to me, "There's zero chance that someone's going to beat Donald Trump if we're if the primaries are run today," I'd say, "Ah, oh, maybe you know, not not a zero chance, maybe right. a thirty or forty percent chance." Now today, like today, it is zero. You know, maybe zero. it's not zero a year from now. And, right and, now, and you said zero. primary. And, again, yeah, I did that. And you said primary. I would even further that to the general election. I really would. Mm-hmm. Who's beating yeah, Buttigieg? I, Kamala Harris? Who? Yeah. Well, that's that's the problem they they have is. Um, you know, is Biden? Is, it seems very unlikely Biden's going to be able to run. And then who, who's who's the stronger Biden, candidate? Give me a break. I mean, uh, you know, Biden with his uh, the the student loan forgiveness, which uh, anybody with half a brain tells you, it's not forgiving at all. In fact, for guys like you, Rich Lowry, me, Sid Rosenberg, it's the death knell. It's going to cost us thousands of dollars a year. I mean, understand this, folks. Understand, nothing is free. So if somebody is getting something for free, some other putz, like me or you, has to pay for it. There's nothing forgiving about what he did last week. It's worse. Yeah, so exactly. It's it's at least inflationary at the margins, so everyone pays that price. Someone has to pay for it in taxes uh, eventually. It's going to, at the margins, increase tuitions for, for everyone because it, it just, just feeds that system. Everyone has to pay that. And even if we don't pay for it, it, it reduces spending you know, somewhere down the line. You know, we, we may need it you know, to build up our defense against China or whatever. Um, but I think the first thing to say about this, though, and it, and it was just shocking you know, on the Sunday shows, it, it was largely unmentioned. It's illegal. It is frankly unconstitutional. <laughs> Wait, he, does, he doesn't have the authority to do that. Yeah, zero authority. Nancy Pelosi said it, frankly, you know, a year ago. And this just drives me crazy. So there are things that Trump did. You know, he, he um, redeployed military funding to the wall. And, you know, that, there may, that may have been technically legal, but I don't think it's how the system should work. You know, and I would say that. But the other side, it almost never says it. You know, and, right. and don't, don't lecture us about Trump if you're not going to hold your own side to, to uh, the same standard. And for President of the United States, you unilaterally with no congressional authorization to spend up to a trillion dollars on his own is a <laughs> grotesque abuse of our system. That's the first thing that has to be said about uh, Rich Lowry, the best national review. So lots of times your stuff from the not review is actually syndicated in the New York Post. It's always great. And uh, Miranda Devine, your colleague, wrote today about Mark Zuckerberg and the FBI. And uh, Zuckerberg said last week, yep, we screwed up. We did not allow, you know, the Hunter laptop stuff on there. He, he didn't say that specifically about Hunter, but he did admit that they screwed up and did not put up stuff that should have been put up. Were you shocked to hear Zuckerberg say that? I was shocked. Yeah, the, the FBI comes and says, oh, by the way, this story, suppress it in a, in, by implication. Now, Zuckerberg, you know, he was cagey about whether they, they came directly about the, the laptop and Miranda's column. A, a lot of the focus is how the, the Facebook has been, been cagey and lawyerly uh, about that and other aspects of that subsequently. But, you know, we've talked about this with, with Bernie. The, the first thing congressional 
congressional Republicans should do if they take the House is have hearings on on what happened, you know, right. with this and, right. and other things. Get get Chris Ray up there. Get the FBI agents up there. Get my, Mark Zuckerberg up there uh, under oath. Get all the you know twenty or whatever national security officials who said it was Russian disinformation, because <laughs> uh, this is this is a scandal. It really is. So on the way out, we close it the same way every time. What's going on with the Yankees? <laughs> oh, man. God, Rich, the yeah. Oakland A's? Yeah. For, so to get five hits, the, this Yankee team, which is supposed to be as good as it is, to get five hits and one RBI, yeah. one RBI yeah. in 22 innings against Oakland A's pitching, it must be the worst Yankee uh, offensive performance in a two-game stretch ever. <laughs> it's hard to could have been worse? Yeah. Did they ever get no hit two games in a row? I no. mean, <laughs> and, and poor Aaron Judge, who's carried this team all season long, he's ice cold. So now Yankee fans are like, oh, come on, Aaron Judge. This guy carried. I mean, really did. Him and Stanton for much of the first half. But if he's not hitting, then you're really dead. You got nothing. Yeah, it's really weird. He, he's just he, he's the offense, and if he, if he does if he goes cold, nothing else happens. And you'd think, you know, you got Stan, you got DJ, you know, you got hitters hitters in that lineup. Yeah. Um, so it just really bodes poorly for October. And you asked me, I, I I think think about this now occasionally. Yeah. You know, you asked me two or three months ago, would you be? Are you now expecting a championship? And I was such an idiot. You know, you always forget. You know, intellectually, it's a really long season and everything changes. But you do get caught up in the moment. I was like, yes, you know, this is our year. <laughs> I realized that was a fantasy. It was ridiculous. Uh, Maybe yeah. it'll look a little different in October, but it's hard to see how this team wins. Yeah, the Astros are a much better team. Anyway, as always, Rich, you're great. Great to have you Thanks back it. on this. Now, we'll talk to you next Monday because it's Labor Day. So enjoy your holiday. We'll talk in two weeks. All right, bro. All the love. There he is. National Review's Rich Lowry, an A-plus guest, every Monday morning right here on Bernie and Sin.